Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He's going to join us today for two segments. Uh, our first segment here, we're going to be chatting about uh, some of the different news and views this past week. And then in our next segment, we're going to talk about these uh, debates and uh, how we can maybe fix some of these things. But uh, first of all, Dr. Jack Caravelli, uh, Fred Thompson passed away this last week. And I know that uh, he's he, he was he was a big deal in the, in the political spectrum. Um, Malcolm Out Loud brought up a uh, sort of a chilling fact on Monday. He said that if Fred Thompson would have won the presidency and would have uh, still been in office he goes we would not only be mourning the death of a uh, of a great actor and a great leader and a great man but we would be mourning uh, a sitting president as well with all of that in with all that in in key here uh dr jack give me your thoughts on fred thompson yeah well uh, james first is always great to be with you and uh, and your audience of course yes uh fred thompson uh, I, I think malcolm had it right uh you know fred thompson was really a, a unique individual who was uh, and, and you know this, of course, and I know many in your audience do as well, that, you know, Fred Thompson was you know, unique in being, you know, hugely successful uh, in two really different worlds. The, the world of acting, of course, uh, where he starred and sort of played the president and, and other sort of, uh, you know, distinguished people uh, in, in his acting career that really spanned decades. You know, I certainly remember seeing him in... Uh, you know, the Law and Order series and uh, the Jack Ryan movie and the like. And then, again, uh, also had this, you know, highly successful, uh, you know, political career uh, serving as a U.S. senator, uh, taking a run at, uh, at the presidency. Uh, so he was, you know, he was gifted. He was uh, an imposing individual in physical size. Uh, he had that, you know, that great sort of... Uh, honey voice uh and you know it's uh you know it's 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 a loss and it's a sad one so i you know uh, condolences to his you know many uh many fans and friends and uh you know it was it, it was wonderful to have him in our midst for many years We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live uh, each and every Wednesday talking about some of the issues of the day. And uh, another issue I want to talk about today is, uh, and this is, you and I are, are sports fans. Uh, what did you think of this whole World Series thing with the Mets and the Royals, my friend? To kind of take a break from politics for a couple yeah, seconds sports, here. Sports. We, we do both love sports along with obviously many of our of, of our. Uh, of our colleagues around yep. the country. The, um, I, I guess the short answer is Kansas City was a terrific team. Uh, they, they earned the World Series. Uh, the Mets, I think, uh, I'm a National League fan. Uh, the Mets, um, ha having said what I just said, the Mets also uh, made it easier for Kansas City. Uh, the Mets made some critical mistakes and literally errors uh, in, in key games at key times. And, Kansas City capitalized on it, and that's what good teams do. So, well, well done to Kansas City, and 
I live in Washington, so next year we're going to, uh, the, the Washington Nationals are going to uh, have to challenge the Mets. The Mets look like a, a great young team as well. Uh, the Nationals finally uh, figured out who their manager would be. It's kind of a, <laughs> a bizarre series of incidents where they announced yes. one or at least a leaked the announcement of one and wound up with another. And I wish Dusty Baker well. He's got a he's got some good players uh, to you know to carry him into the season. And uh, you know, so baseball of course is over. So we we turn to football. But uh, Kansas City did a had a great year and. They were clearly the best team, and, you know, the Mets, again, as I said, the Mets made it easier for them. Uh, and, you know, so we put away the baseballs and looked to, to the football and the basketballs. <laughs> We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone, and uh, he has been all over the world and back several times, and uh, he, he always gives us his insightful and uh, great commentary each and every week on this program. Uh, something else that took place uh, last night was we had some elections uh, around the country, and uh, there there was a heck of a lot that happened. Uh, one of the big things is there's been a lot of people trying to get anti-corruption uh, laws passed and things voted in. And last night, they had some anti-corruption victories from Maine to San Francisco. Um, Maine basically voted for accountable elections. They voted a nonpartisan coalition of hundreds of passionate volunteers. They spent months organizing events. They knocked on doors. They got out the vote across the state. And on Tuesday, they over overwhelmingly approved a comprehensive statewide ballot initiative to revitalize a Maine's landmark Clean Election Act, which raises fines and penalties for special interests that break election rules. They increase transparency for political donations and mostly importantly they keep control of the hands of the people uh who are voting what well, what do you think about some of these different things because it this just didn't happen in maine this happened in san francisco it happened in seattle um why is it this grassroots thing that we always talk about and everybody always always says yeah you know whether it's democrat or republican you got to get the word out um why is it working now <laughs> Great question. Let, let me give you two perspectives. Okay. Uh, yeah. The first is one that I saw actually just about a week ago, and and your listeners may may want to check this out. Uh, there is a, a a small university in California, uh, a very nice one called Chapman University. It's down in Orange, California. They just released James their their second uh, annual survey, uh, and it's a survey of of what they call uh, Americans' Greatest Fears. They, they did a, a survey of about 1,500 Americans back in April, tabulated the results, and they said, you know, what, you know, it's a very broad category, of course, what are Americans most afraid of or afraid of? And the number one result from the survey, and this goes to your question, the number one result from the survey was Americans feared most corruption in government. Which, which, which I found extremely interesting, and I think that just sort of reaffirms the, the you know, the point you made that ac literally across the country, Americans are rising up and saying, you know, enough of this nonsense. I was, you know, so it, it, it's Chapman University. You can find it online. It's the survey of, of American fears. 
And again, number one is corruption in government. And that, that really says something, given all the, the man-made and the, the natural uh, events like uh, earthquakes and hurricanes, you know, that, you know, that obviously, for good reason, you know, concern most of our citizens. But corruption in government, by far, was, was, was the biggest fear in the survey. Um, you know, the, the second thing that, that may explain this, James, is, you know, the, the things that you and I have been discussing, and, you know, you, you've been a leader in sort of pushing the idea and, and raising the issues of, of things like the Hillary Clinton, you know, email scandal. You know, again, we've talked about this, but, you know, there, there, is, there is virtually no doubt that, you know, what she did was, was inappropriate, was improper, it may have been illegal. Uh, we'll see if she's indicted. Uh, but, but again, it, it goes to the, the arrogance in government uh, of, of a very senior and prominent official. Yes. And I'll actually throw in a third one. You know, I, I was listening to one of the Fox News reports um, uh, a few nights ago of the Department of Defense. It was uncovered by actually a friend of mine, John Sopko, who's an inspector general for the Department of Defense, uh, Sopko found in Af Afghanistan that the Defense Department spent about $43 million in constructing a gas station in Afghanistan that at most should have cost maybe half a million dollars. Now, Sopko went to the Department of Defense and said, basically, guys, what the hell is happening? And the Department of Defense said, well, we don't know. So, I mean, these <laughs> examples, wow. You, just, you can't make this up. They just don't know. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I, I, am, I am frankly thrilled that, you know, our, our citizens around the country, and you hit, hit the nail on the head, James, that our citizens around the country are saying enough is enough. You know, we, we are not powerless as citizens. We are a democracy, and when we push agendas and issues that we care about, we can make a difference. So I hope that the results over the, you know, the past couple of days, again, across the country, really have some bite and effect. But, you know, again, the, those three reasons I cited, it's, it's not hard to see why people are so disgusted. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. We're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to uh, chat about the debate process. And uh, this week, there's been a lot of talk about debates and, and all sorts of shenanigans. Uh, we're going to get Dr. Jack's 100% honest commentary on all that when we come back here on the big program. Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Find us each and every day, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. Our premium podcast is available for $5 a month. JiggyJaguar.info, premium commercial-free podcasting. Selected editions will appear on the iHeartRadio app and 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar radio network. Our telephone number, 267 22 J-I-G-G-Y. We've got one of our great regulars here with us here in a few moments. But before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing new 
crowdfunding campaign. And this, this folks, is absolutely amazing. They are trying to build a Kickstarter campaign. They have a Kickstarter project. This ends in early December. So we want to get them help now. Start in grill the only automatic ignition charcoal. Let's help start in grill to make the only charcoal barbecue with automatic ignition a reality. We need to start the grill. It's easy to use. Drop some charcoal, press the button, and that's it. It's fast. It's ready to cook in less than two minutes. It's healthy, and it's eco-friendly as well. No more chemicals for ignition. Check it out today at kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Start the Letter N Grill. It's the only automatic ignition charcoal grill. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelle back with us and um, doctor a lot has been made this last week with the Republican Party about elections and uh, I know that, that there's been a few folks on the internet who have who have talked about the democratic process about the fact that uh, Bernie Sanders was winning the, all the polls that CNN put out and then all of a sudden CNN changed all their polls and went nope Hillary wins Hillary won these <laughs> and the, the, the debate structure is it broken first of all Dr. Jack taken on, uh, and, and probably deliberately so, I mean, central elements of, of what a democracy should be and what it needs to be. Yeah. Let, let me start with that CNBC debate okay. and that CNBC debacle. Uh, I was thoroughly disgusted by the performance of the, the not nominally the objective commentators. They were anything but objective, and the reason I'm so disgusted is in the the world that you and I probably grew up in, you know, journalists were really uh, divided into two. Number one, there were sort of the opinion journalists who wrote op-eds and, and, and things like that, or, uh, you know, maybe some of the commentators on, on whether it's CNBC or Fox. But, you know, there, there's a second part of journalism that should be the, the mainstream and, and the large majority of journalists, and that are journalists go out to do the job to accept the responsibility as the fifth estate that they have a duty to provide and 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 be the conduit for information from from newsmakers such as republican candidates for president the cnbc journalists not nominally who were in the or or conducting the uh, you know the debate with the republican candidates absolutely failed, and I think deliberately so, in their duty, and I think that's the right word, duty, uh, to provide objective uh, analysis or objective uh, questions that allowed the, the candidates to express their views. The views of the CNBC people did not matter at all because they're not candidates for president. Their job, and again, I'll use the word once more, their duty was to provide the kind of questions that allowed the candidates to respond in ways that they chose. And part of our democracy are for the listeners around the country to decide whether it's a good answer or not. So CNBC has nothing but my scorn because they, they absolutely blew it uh, during the debate. Now, for the Republicans and for the process to work, Republicans and Democrats Number one, I think what you really need is, as I've been haranguing here, 
journalists to do their duty as journalists. Whether they like Donald Trump or Marco Rubio or not, they ask questions that are fair and not gotcha questions. Number two, for the Republicans and Democrats, you know, you, you, know, you don't need to try to uh, put heavy restrictions on how those debates will be conducted. If you've got good and fair journalists, let, let's see if you can find those people. Let the process play out. You, you can debate whether, you know, the, uh, any one session should be two hours or three hours or how graphics are presented to the public. I mean, you know, that, that, that's all fine. But the, the important thing here, James, to me, are, are to find people that will do their duty on behalf of the American public. Those journalists, whether it's at Fox News, Fox Business, CNBC, they are doing our, our work for us, and if they're not going to do it objectively, they shouldn't be there. But if we can find those who do and who will, then the rest of the process, I think, you know, largely will take care of itself. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live each and every Wednesday. And uh, I wanted to do an extra segment with Dr. Jack today because I wanted to discuss this situation with these debates. Um, there's been talk of having uh, commentators, uh, Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, doing debates. I know at the, the, the last election cycle, people wanted Rachel Maddow and Keith Olbermann to do debates. Um, the, the, the thing that I've... I've noticed with just the political political world as, as as it has transformed over the last several years. I remember when uh, John Kerry and George W. Bush ran against each other, and you couldn't tell the policies between the man. It was John Kerry was for this, and Bush was automatically for it. Bush was automatically for it, then John Kerry was for it. And then we got to the point where we had... Uh, President Obama and uh, John McCain ran, and John McCain was as 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 far right as he possibly could. Uh, Obama was the same way, and then this next time, uh, I I don't know I don't know what version of Mitt Romney that was, but obviously that wasn't that wasn't a uh, a successful model. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney was as right-wing crazy conservative as possible, but Obama was as left-wing lunacy as possible. Um, I, I like that in our candidates. I don't think we should have this become a shouting match between Keith Olbermann and Rachel Maddow uh, going after conservatives or Limbaugh and them going after the, the liberals. I, I don't think we should have Obama, uh, Oberman and them up there kissing the ass of the of the left the left wing side of the spectrum and I don't think Rush and Beck need to be up there kissing the ass of the right wing folks um wh wh where do you come down on on this thought of well we need to let commentators be the uh the the panel for these debates oh I I, I would totally ob object to it and disagree again I I go back James uh, democracy is best served when there's light that shines on the candidates and over time you know you, you start to see you know who, who really can uh, you know not only talk the talk but walk you know walk, walk through the issues and when you get into people again on either side of the political spectrum like Maddow or Oberman or, uh, or, or, or Limbo and Hannity you know you, you they, they will become the stars and 
and, and, and pontificate. We don't need that to elect a president. What we need are, you know, relatively objective journalists who are not caught up in their own egos, who understand their, their position, who understand their responsibility as journalists, not opinion makers, but as journalists, to, to provide the best questions to get the truth out and let the American public, you know, decide without the filter of Rachel Maddow or Rush Limbaugh, uh, you know, what, what, you know who the best candidates are and who have the best ideas to move the country forward. We are in an era, I think, where there is no lack of ways to get information on the candidates. My God, we've got, you know, the Internet and, you know, a, you know with Twitter and Facebook and interviews and television ads and commercials and these debates, uh, newspapers, you know, the old school way of learning things, books. So, you know, I gave a speech at, uh, at a university near Philadelphia last week, and I had this conversation with the students. I said, look, the, the greatness of America is not self-sustaining. You as, these are graduate students, MBA students. I said, you have an obligation to pick up and be informed and carry the nation forward. Because, you know, in my generation, I'm 60 years old, my generation has done most of what it will do, good or bad, and for these students 30 years younger than me, you know, they are coming into their sort of years of responsibility. And part of that responsibility is to be as well-informed and engaged in the political process, whatever their career paths are, uh, as they possibly can be. And for me, a, a critical way for these students and our citizens around the country, you know, to, to get involved and get informed, uh, you know, is, is to have journalists who can bring the truth forward, whatever the candidates think it is or say it is, and then the American public can decide. And we'll, we'll call that democracy. So I, I, I do not feel any need for... Rush Limbaugh, Rachel Maddow, uh, Maddox, uh, you know, they are, you know, they, they can do their thing and they've got, a, they've got huge audiences, but when it comes to these debates where they're supposed to be providing a public service, let's, let's let the journalists and insist that the journalists do their job. Awesome stuff. Well, we're going to leave it there, my friend. Thank, thanks for being with us today and uh, thanks for doing an extra segment with us, Dr. Jack, and I will uh, talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. We're going to get a great author on the phone. Julie Hall is going to be with us here in a few moments. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.